right, we're gonna get this going here, guys. It's just me right now, though. It is. Oh. Might get where I'm sitting. Yeah, you're fine. All right, cool. Come on in, guys. Join the, the podcast. Pull up a seat at the table, perhaps. Pull up a seat at the table. All right, well, I'm not Jackson Schroeder, am I? No, we have a whole new cast tonight besides Lucas Moore, where he's always going to be out here. We're just talking about baseball, if not the MLS. Tonight, because right now, Jackson is in New York City for a nice, beautiful internship. And baseball. Kozar hit a home run. Kozar hit a home run. You got red drop. But the only stat that matters. For the summer, <laughs> for the first segment, you will be co-hosting with me. I will, yeah, but maybe, maybe more if it goes well. You never know. Ethan Graham here, folks. Welcome to the Seat at the Table, the JMB podcast. Coming on, second segment. First time back on campus since January. The return. Army, the return. Duncan Goldberg. If you guys haven't checked out our website, go check it out. Seatatthet.com. We have articles pretty much posting every single day about anything sports. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's really everything you can ever want. I mean, you know, have some soccer. There's some fighting up there. There's your baseball, basketball, hockey. It's just everything you can want as a sports fan all in one place, really. You want to make the J&J Mobile people happy? Yeah, J&J Mobile Detailing. If you have a car and you are in the Athens area over the summer, if you're watching this, maybe you're going to come back to school in the fall, you need to take your car over to J&J Mobile Detailing off of State Street. It is right behind Avalanche Pizza. They do great work on cars, shampoo, wash, what else they do on their cars. Wax, rinse. I mean, just anything you can ever want, you want done to your car, pretty much. The great thing is, though, State Street's open, Stimson is not. Yeah, Stimson is not. It kind of sucks getting around here right now. Yes, if, you're, if you're in town, yeah, getting on. Uh, isn't one of the exit ramps closed? Is it 33? Stimson, coming off yeah. right, right off 33 to Stimson. But let's hop in. Let's talk about some UFC. Yeah, I love a good fight. Let's go. Well, and we, <laughs> Luke is That's more. Fine. Luke's more honest. There's never rules. What happened to 11? Yeah, UFC 211 was. Uh, Definitely hyped up to be the biggest fight card of the year, yes. and uh, I would say it delivered. Most people agree with that. Um, we'll start from the top and work our way down. Uh, Steve Baby Ochich, the pride of Cleveland, Ohio, going out there in the very first round, uh, overpowering Junior Dos Santos, just two minutes and 22 seconds into the first round. Technical knockout, really just got uh, knocked him down, got him in a bad position. Steve is so powerful. Um, they just got him in a bad position. Uh, just throwing the hammer fist. At one point, he looked up at the referee and you know thought he should have stopped. But well, the, the problem was, is your heavyweight fight. You need to throw punches. And Dos Santos came out throwing kicks, which were solid at the beginning. Either yeah, he hurt Stipe's ankle. Did you see that? It was yeah. really swelling up there in the first round. He had three good kicks on him. But other than that, you could tell Stipe was limping a little bit. But when you throw punches and how he does it, those one-two combo like that, got him on the ground, it's over after that. The best part about the whole fight was Joe Rogan's interview afterwards. They asked Stipe, what is his next challenge and who does he want to face? His answer was his kitchen because he's starving. Yeah. That's a great one. Oh, yeah. I mean, all those guys, no matter what division, the weight cut is, I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, yes. these guys are just incredible athletes. What a terrible thing to put your body through. And uh, I mean, we saw it with Khabib, you know, yep. he started his weight cut too late and had That's to right. bow out, you know, had to end up in the hospital. It's the UFC, mixed martial arts, you know, really any form of fighting, boxing even, um, not a joke. When it comes to the weight cuts. Uh, any other big fights that happen? Yeah, you're on a champion. You're on a Ujacek. I'm gonna. Ujacek. I think I said that right. It's pretty Ujacek, close. Yeah. Uh, from Poland, defeated De Jessica Andrade. A unanimous decision. This was a uh, championship fight that went the distance. Joanna tying 
Ronda Rousey's record for most consecutive uh, title defenses for in the female uh, aspect of the UFC. So it is good to see. You know, I think Joanna uh, certainly has a great case to be the best female UFC fighter ever. Right now, yes, I'm agree with you. Um, Andrade is a beast. She oh yeah. She can't wait to get down to the 135 weight class, and man, did she look in shape. She every punch she was getting jabbed that kept coming in forward to it. I was impressed with the whole. whole you know, it was a unanimous decision, but it wasn't a completely one-sided no. fight. You know, I was surprised by it. You and I texted about that. We didn't understand I, the first round. I thought Joanna lost that round. Yeah, I, I, everyone had everyone had um, Joanna at fifty. I had her at a forty-nine. Yeah, so it was really surprising. But yeah, Joanna pretty much just out technical her. Really showed why she is the class of the UFC. What is it? The strawweight division. Um, yeah, just really, really great technical fighter, very efficient with his striking. It was a great fight to watch. I think this was probably uh, my favorite fight of the night. You could make an argument that, you know, Edgar or uh, Demi Maya were more interesting fights, but, you know, I guess I'm just a big Yoana fan personally. You are. Uh, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, and uh, later, later in the week, um, actually right after the show, uh, Errol Hawani at the press conference asked Yoana how she felt about her uh, coach leaving. Uh, Kami's his name. He has a crazy last name, like Joanna, so I won't even try it. Uh, he's going to a different gym, and she uh, he asked her this question, you know, what do you think about her leaving? Uh, what do you think about him leaving? And he was, she was just so upset, she just walked off the stage. So it's a little interesting to see someone who won, you know, uh, tied the record, has this great accomplishment, to just get so upset, you know, after a fight. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's another part of the sport that you don't really see in any other sports, the individualism with coaches leaving, so... Uh, let's jump ahead. What happened in the summer kickoff? Press, yeah, the summer kickoff press conference. A couple big fights coming up here. There's two main things, two really interesting things I took away from this. John Jones, Daniel Cormier. Hopefully, finally going to happen, Bobby. Uh, okay. Daniel Cormier and John Jones. There was no lack of trash talking here. Uh, Daniel Cormier going after John Jones, you know, talking about how is he really back? He says he's back, but is he going to pass this drug test? You know, talking about how John Jones, you know, has dabbled in hookers, cocaine, all this crazy stuff. There's no shorts, no shortage of uh, verbal jabs being thrown. The stat, or the, the quote that John Jones, I love that came yeah. back, he said, I beat your ass on a weekend full of cocaine. I mean, it's great stuff, you know. It's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's interesting stuff, wrestling. Bob, you can't make this stuff. No, and the, something I want to ask you about, about this, you know, this kind of promotion that UFC is going into, you know, where every, I think people are, you know, maybe borrowing from Connor a little bit. Everyone wants to talk. Everyone wants to pump up their fight. You know, it's kind of getting like professional wrestling in a sense where people are out there cutting promos on each other. I mean, what do you think about that as someone who doesn't have an interest in professional wrestling at all? I mean, does that turn you away from more like serious, com serious, uh, competitive MMA or what do you think about that? So it brings a storyline to the fight. In my opinion, I... I think everyone realized that Conor McGregor came up through the rankings so quickly because of his mouth. And he only had, what, four fights before he was fighting for a belt or a co-belt? Yeah. And then he ended up beating Aldo in 13 seconds or whatever it was on uh, one punch. Um, but with that, he, the, the more trash talking you have, the more fans you get behind you because it's, yeah. it's all about getting in someone else's face and pretty much beating them it's down. It's a fight. It's literally a yes. fight. And with that... You get more fans, you get more publicity, and Dana White likes that, and that's what happens. That's why that's why Conor McGregor, in such a short period of time, rose from nothing, is now the highest paid UFC fighter. And the same kind of with uh, the gr the girls. The girls are st starting to get more traffic. Yeah, Amanda Nunes was pretty verbal during this press conference. Yes, um, 
But other than that, it's pretty much the guys. I mean, yeah. I mean, Conor McGregor shows him what's going on. John Jones was waiting for it, but now that he sees how much money could be involved in this sport as a whole, they're taking off with it. Yeah, Cormier and John Jones definitely going back and forth there. One more takeaway uh, from the UFC summer kickoff press conference. There was actually a punch thrown. Kevin Lee and Michael Shisea going back and forth. This is a uh, UFC fight night card. I think it's on Fox. Uh, but yeah, Kevin Lee calling out Michael Shisea. It kind of seemed like a harmless comment. Just said something about his mom and Michael Shisea. Pretty much freaked out. Yep. Uh, said, told the guy in the middle, he's probably going to want to hold me back. He went over there, uh, tried to get hands on him, put his hands up, but Kevin Lee cocked back. Really landed a clean one on Michael Shisea. No doubt Kevin Lee is going to be facing a fine there. He had an interesting clothing choice there. He looked like he was going to Woodstock. Is the line that Michael Shisea used. It's interesting. Yeah, let, let him do their thing. Let him play back, back to the 60s. Russell Westbrook inspired. Yes, absolutely. So what's what happened? What's going on in Bellator before we, before we bring on everyone else for baseball? Yeah, June twenty fourth, Bellator NYC is what they're calling it. It's not a number. They're going back on pay per view. Yeah. Uh, it's the light heavyweight bout. Shale Sonnen, uh, the guy who I'm a huge fan of, and Wanderlei Silva. They're finally going to get in the octagon together. These guys have quite the past uh, with. The Ultimate Fighter reality show. They actually got into a fight on it. They were supposed to fight two separate times at UFC 173 and 175. Sodom failed a drug test for the first one. And then for the second one, Wanderlei refused to take a drug test and didn't submit his application for a mixed martial arts license in the state of Nevada. And so the fight was obviously called off. Um, they're old guys. Yeah, they're old. But I mean, this is, this is I mean, if you watch, watch the build up to this fight, I mean, it's been incredible. These guys absolutely hate each other. Uh, even Wanderlei, you know, is not you know, the most clear. There's certainly a language barrier there, but, you know, he's yeah. even thrown verbal jabs that are pretty vulgar. I won't say exactly what he said. But, uh, yeah, Shell Sound, obviously a great talker, maybe the greatest talker that uh, mixed martial arts has ever seen. Yeah. I think there's definitely a, an argument that him and Connor are in the same class uh, in terms of talking. But, yeah, it should be an interesting fight. Shale Sound just coming off that loss. Tito Ortiz, a fight, you know, he talked about he's been better. He thought he was better, and he thought Tito Ortiz sucked. His words, not mine. Uh, he even thought Tito Ortiz tapped at one point in that fight. There's a video out there that, you know, it looks like he might have, but, you know, it could have gone either way. Uh, the other big fight coming up on Bellator NYC, Fedor Emelianenko going up against Matt Mitrion, former UFC guy. These guys were supposed to fight at Bellator 172, but Mitrion pulled out. Just the night before, you had kidney stones. Very painful thing. Definitely can't get in the octagon with that. So, two big fights coming up later in June. Uh, always interesting when it's not UFC. I like to see other promotions. Yeah, it's great for the sport. Yeah, absolutely. So, check it out. Later this month, we have UFC uh, 212 and Tour in June. So, check it out there if you guys want to check it out. If not, you guys can stay in tune with the podcast, and we'll talk more about that later. Let's bring on Duncan Goldberg, first time podcast. Hey, pull up a seat at the table. Yeah, let's pull up this. And Lucas Moore here coming in. Both guys working for the Copperheads this summer. Oh, that's yeah. weird, isn't it? It is weird. I've worked for the last two years, so. That's even weirder. It is weird. It is weird. I just feel bad to have to follow on your legacy and destroy it. My awesomeness. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. So first off, congratulations getting back here. Yeah, you know, it's been a, it's been a couple months or so. Duncan, <laughs> for, for everyone out there that doesn't know, Duncan and I went to Israel together. 
Uh, he's a huge sports fan from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is snowing there currently while it's 88 degrees here in Athens. <laughs> is it really? No, no it's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can believe it there. No, I, mean, like, I was like, Comple- yeah, it is. Exactly He got out of there as fast as the Wild got out of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but he'll stay here as long as the Twins are in first place in the NL Central. So let's stick into baseball right now. And the last couple weeks, there's been some, I guess... Spiciness between even the Red Sox, the Orioles. Uh, last year we had the Rays and the Ra- or not the Rays, the, the Blue Jays and the Rangers going at it with some fists from Odor and uh, Batista. Who are your guys' dirtiest players? Let's start with you, Lucas Moore. And what's going on with the sport? The dirtiest player in the major leagues? Yeah. Those guys aren't dirty players. Even Odor and Batista, you can say they're dirty players. Yes. It's very hard to be a dirty player in baseball okay. because how much contact do you have with everybody else? That's what most dirty yes. plays are. I mean, unless until you're sliding into second base to break up a double play, that's just guys playing with a bit more of an edge. So I don't really point um, to one guy specifically, even though Joey Bats is obviously a huge one. Yes. Uh, that you could even say that. Brawls are part of this. Brawls are what make baseball great sometimes. Yes. Because there's all these unwritten rules, um, and sometimes you just got to peg a guy. And that's... That's how the sport is, and that's what makes it great in a sense that you have all these unwritten rules, and then when they get broken, all hell breaks loose, and you got guys punching each other in the face out of nowhere. On a beautiful summer day, you're enjoying a hot dog and peanuts, and then bang, all of a sudden it's UFC all over the field, yeah. which is it's pretty awesome. It sells, though. I mean, it gives storylines for people to talk about, one. I mean, everyone was tuning into that Baltimore game yeah. against the Red Yeah, well, I caught the end of that, too. It's just to see, you know, well, we'll see what happens with John. race. Well, remember when Joey Batista hit the walk-off home run for Toronto and flipped the bat? That's more of a throw. People came up like, that is terrible for the sport of baseball. That is amazing yeah, for the sport of baseball. Yeah, you awesome. ever seen Japanese baseball? I think they're they a little all, they always up. Fly the bat. They, 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 they like time. flip the bat right out of their hands. Yeah. It's fun. It's supposed to be a fun sport. Now, I also like the response of, hey, don't flip the bat or else I'm going to peg you. But I love the guys that, you know what? I hit a home run. If you don't want me to flip my bat, don't the, let me hit a home run. Don't throw it in and then the if you're going to throw at me next one, as Pete Rose always said, if you're going to throw at me, great. I'll lean in, take it. I'm going to walk down the first That's base. Right. I win. I think the situation has something to do with it, too. We talk about that Jose Batista backflip so notable. It's such a big moment for mm-hmm. them in October. You know, He's out there doing that in June or May. I think that's a little bit different and certainly more uh, warranted throwing one of his back the next time, maybe, if that's something that they would decide to do. Well, Joey Batista's batting sub-200 right now, so it's really bad. He got one today, though. Did it? Yeah. I mean, he's they lost, run, though. though. Yeah, they lost. But he got one. Cool. They got Bramble. Anybody remember Kenny Rogers? Yeah, I remember. They kind of threw at everybody, I felt like. <laughs> I thought he would always get into fights. The I, camera incident? That guy? Yeah. I mean, you remember the best damn sports show? Yeah. Loved it? He, it seemed like he was on every single one of those. And he'd throw a ball. It was like every week. He was on it. Yeah. But well, he, he was. that's what I loved about it. And I think, I mean, he's dirty. He was back in, what, the early 2000s? Yeah, he, that he, was a roid rage, though. Yeah, I mean, he he like that's that reminds me of a dirty player, but I mean, I just don't think there are really any dirty players exactly. What yeah, it's tough to put a label on it. Certainly, there's guys like there's no Zaza Patrulia yeah, going on. Zaza you don't have guys that are out there like banging yeah. each other in yeah. the heads, and it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Some people consider Pete Rose dirty. a dirty player, and then but we're from Cincinnati. You say no. He just played with that extra edge. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he took out a catcher in an all-star game. Yeah, he also yeah. games also mean something in baseball. 
Yeah, to a point. I mean, does it now? now then they take get rid of that. They, 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 they got rid of it. Now it's the best record in baseball. But still, it's an all-star game, and you take this out is somebody. in the first year for it. Right. The dirtiest player in my in my lifetime, I'd say, I'm a diehard Reds fan. Back in 2010 was when the Reds finally got it good for the first time in my lifetime, and they took on the Cardinals. And Brandon Phillips came out and said, "Quote: Cardinals are a bunch of bitches." Uh, and all they are a bunch of bitches. They will never grow up anything but that. Yadier Molina took that to heart. Brandon Phillips was the leadoff batter of the next game. And it was just everything piling into one. And this explosion went off. The whole firework thing went off. That's when Johnny Cueto was on the like the the, uh, the backstop throwing kicks with his cleats. And Jason LaRue's career. Ex-Red. And that, I mean, both teams had a whole bunch of ex-players on each other. And everything just spilled over. But the thing is, is like... Whether they're dirty or not, you want them on your team. I would still want Yadier Molina being the catch of the Reds right now if I had a chance. Whether how old he is or not, he's still a ball player that can play, and he's a very he contributes to his team still. So, well, I mean, you can even shift this conversation to other sports. So, I really like using this argument. Um, the Bengals have a player named Vontez Perfect. Love Vontez. Now, yeah. Some people like now everybody's like that, and Steelers fans are the worst about it. They hate Vontez. He's the worst thing that's happened in the NFL. The Steelers originated the first ever version of Vontez Perfect in the AFC North. The whole team. He's James Harrison. Yeah. James Harrison was Vontez Perfect, but he's just less talked about because he played in an era where hitting people in the head was still okay. Yep. Remember, sports pundits used to argue, well, why can't James Harrison hit people in the head? Vontez Perfect comes in the league. It's totally not okay to do that. And he doesn't even hit people in the head all that often. It's because the Steelers are such a beloved franchise. It's different. It's not the beloved. It's that the Steelers would love Vontez Perfect if he were on their team. 100%. He fitted right and with them. Steelers fans are terrified of Vontez Perfect because yeah. he's the first player ever to play in a Cincinnati Bengals uniform that isn't terrified of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Or Big Ben. He wants to hit Big Ben. Yeah, Everyone he wants, they can't take him down, but he loves him now. That, remember the playoff game? He pulled, pulled him down, pushed him in the shoulder, and said, sit down. This yep. is my stadium. So you can translate it to different sports, and I think that you're exactly right. If a dirty player is a dirty player, now there are serious bad people, yeah. like they will go out and try to end your career, that's bad. I'm not, but I'm talking playing on the edge and pushing over it. In soccer, pulling that jersey, pulling it from behind, maybe tucking your arm in, throwing him down when the ref's not looking. Just things that give you that competitive edge. You hate those guys when they're playing against you, and you love them when you're playing with them. Yep. And what you have to understand is, hate them, but then don't go and, I hate dirty players, they're the worst thing that's happened to sports, I wish we had some honor these days, because that's just BS. Yep. And as soon as you bring that argument out, you look like an idiot, because you've got two or three guys on your own team that are just like that. Same with the jailbirds in the NFL. Oh, your team is a bunch of jailbirds. Well, let's go through the criminal history of your team. you got 53 guys, two of them have been manslaughter. One of them was in there yeah, for statutory rape. Yeah. <laughs> a, I mean, you got guys everywhere like that. So as fans, hate them, but don't be ignorant about dirty players or players that have criminal records or anything of that nature. Yeah, like Bill Lambeer. Like, imagine all the Bulls fans that would love to have him back in the day. But they hated him at the time. But imagine if he comes to the Bulls and they get him, they're like, "Oh, we love, we got him now." But like, of course, of oh, course. the Cavs hate Draymond Green. Oh yeah. So I have, I have a friend who's an extreme Cavs fan. Mm -hmm. Oh, I hate Draymond Green. I hate Steph Curry. I'm like, put him in the Cavs. Yeah, you, you love him. You love him. Absolutely, hundred percent. Same thing. I mean, it, it all originates back to LeBron. They hate him when LeBron left. Love him when he comes back. Let's go back to another great team in the MLB last year, the Chicago Cubs. 
What is going on with them right now? Duncan will do this one off. I mean, Arietta's struggling so far. So, I mean, that's... But he was struggling last year. It wasn't like he had a good ERA. He slumped big time. Yeah, but then when you're combined it with just everything that's kind of... I mean, they've been hurt a little bit too, haven't they? You know, Hayward's on the DL right now, and he started strong from what I remember, which was kind of a surprise after having kind of a down year last year. And they still have Schwarber leading off it still, I think, right? They switched yeah. him up, though. I think he's now... Well, you know, but he was he, he, he was leading off the yeah. longest time, and he was barely hitting two hundred. Yeah. And I mean, that's not going to win you games when your guy who's getting the most at bats is only hitting two hundred. I mean, he might have had a decent on base percentage. I'm assuming it's still above three hundred because he walks all the time. Yeah, Schwarber leads off right now. It goes Schwarber, Bryant, Rizzo, and now they got Hap from the minor leagues, and he's a beast. Yeah, and he, but Schwarber's batting one seventy eight, and until that trends upward, which it will, because it will. how good of it? He's a great hitter. It just give. It's a matter of time until they, you know, start winning. And it's not like they're the worst team. They're eighteen and nineteen. Yeah, I mean, it's early. It's, yeah. That that's still they could still win a hundred games. There's a big hangover from that World Series. That's yeah. one of the most dramatic World Series of all time. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a little bit of a lag, mm-hmm. and the fact that this is their lag, eighteen and nineteen, yeah. and that they've got a couple players struggling. I mean, that's dangerous for the rest of the NL Central. I was listening to the. So I'm a Twins fan, but I was listening to the Indians game on the Indians broadcast. And they were, they were talking about how the Indians are playing so poorly right now. And I look at their record, and, you know, they're like, they're three, they're two games above 500. I'm like, you you'd understand they're two games above 500, and we're not even 40 games in the season. Like, they're not playing that poorly. Yeah. They're, they're, they're doing well. And if you, they go through one stretch, what they are going to go through a stretch where they win eight wins, and they just do that. They're going to move right up on the standings, and it's it's just they're overreacting. I think the Cubs will be fine, just like the Indians are going to end up winning way more games than they have right now. It's just, I think, a lot of overreactions. But, yeah, overreactions are huge in baseball. You know, you look at this time last year, they're setting the world on fire. You know, they're 23-7. and seven. They're out to a huge start. And there's an article coming out today, uh, people getting comments from Theo and He said he's not worried at all. If he's not worried, I'm not worried. You know, like you guys said, they have a few players that are underperforming. Anthony Rizzo is another one that does another one that comes to mind. Just hitting 218 right now. You know, I mean, like you guys said, huge sample size. I expect these guys over the course of a huge season to uh, start hitting again. I don't think these guys even know how to be losers of the makes. Yeah, they're so young, absolutely. Well, they came up together and they were destroying the minor leagues. Everyone, I mean, this was probably the first team in my entire lifetime where guys were coming up through a system. And everyone's saying, watch out for the Cubs in two or three years. Watch out for the Cubs two two years of this year or next year. And then it happened last year. It was just like, everyone's like, these guys are so good. good. They were really good. They were incredible. And it's just showing right now, it's like, okay, well, we got it done last year. We realized, all I have to do is make the playoffs. You, you could be the second wild card team, win a one-game one wild card, get into the postseason, you're going to win. The, you can win the series. Obviously, I don't think that's going to happen. It's still very early. They're fourth place in the NL Central. But they're like three and a half games out. Yeah, this is this this is also the time of year. I don't want to. I mean, we're very relaxed about it. This is the time of year where, as a Cubs fan, you're watching that TV and go, "So this series with the Reds, they're a more talented team than the Reds." The Reds have already said this year is not about wins and losses. No. If you come out and you lose a series, or God forbid the Cubs get swept, then you're starting to panic a bit mm-hmm. because this is the time of year. You've had 30 games. You've gone through your rotation a bunch of times. If you don't start performing about now or the end of this month. That's the time to go, what is going on here? And that's the time for teams like the Reds and the Twins, who have not been good for a long time. I believe they're picking one and two in the draft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. both 
near the tops of their divisions. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota's in first place right now. And, and Reds have been sitting up there all year. This is the time for Reds and Twins fans to watch and go. So I'm watching this can, Cubs series. Can the Reds they actually fans. do this? Like, is can, this this real? Are they going to win? Like, these and that's you know that's what happened. That was going through my head when we, they were playing the Indians. But first off, the Twins were pitching three of their best pitchers, and the Indians were pitching. Three of their probably three, five, three, four, five. Yeah, three of their probably worst pitchers, along with Kluber being on the DL, yeah. not able to pitch. So you look at that and you're kind of like, okay, that's kind of an asterisk right there. But still, they went two out of three, and that's a great sign for them. It's but I mean, it, there's still such so much season. So, so yeah, you absolutely don't want to bury yourself. You know, you look at a team like San Francisco, who you know won three out of four pretty convincingly this weekend over Cincinnati, and they are I think they're already double digit games back. You now they're Eight and a half. Eight they and a half. They, they were, they were they this were. weekend, though. Uh, teams that you don't want to start out. Like the Reds, what happened with Reds last year? They started out so bad, and we knew it was going to be a bad from the get-go. It's putting their mindset right there. It's like, okay, the season's over. Yeah. We don't have to worry about this. But when you get a young team like the Reds right now, or the Minnesota Twins, you start winning. Then start they, to believe they, a little bit. Start believe a little bit, and then it becomes addicting in the clubhouse. Like, I want to come to the clubhouse today because we're, we're a good team. We're clicking right now. Everything's rolling. Well, the Reds front office is being so smart right now. They have the pieces, and I promise you this. They have the pieces right now yeah. to make the wild card this year. Oh, they can hit. They can hit. This is the thing, though. They've used 10 or 11 starters. They're going to use 13, 14. They don't care that Amir Garrett comes in, looks like he could be a stud. They told him the beginning of the year, we're going to manage everybody's innings. Because the Reds know they can't compete in the NL Central long run. They will not win the World Series this year, no matter what trade they make at the deadline. Because think about this, how bad the Giants are. They continue on this path. Guess who's on the trading block? Johnny Cueto. What's the one thing the Reds need? Veteran pitcher. Reds got a lot of prospects. That would be a deal that I promise that if the Giants continue on this trend and the Reds stay about 500, Reds fans are like, Make the deal for Cueto. Well, so we can make the playoffs. Don't do that because you have this nice trajectory. For years, not yeah. just this, one year. We're in this to win World Series, not to make wild cards. Yeah. And the Reds front office is very aware of that. And they're playing a very smart, long game with 10 or 11 starters, letting Bronson in to develop. Yeah. And it's a very, very intriguing long game that I'm interested in watching. And the fact they're 500? Yeah, it's, it's, it'd be silly. It'd be silly to trade for Cueto this year because he's regressing too. I mean, he's, he's getting older. Yeah, he's, he's up to a top side. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. But right now with the Reds, though, the starting pitching-wise, they have three out of the five starters on the DL. Mm-hmm. Dee Sclafani is a huge one. Homer Bailey's been on the DL the entire time. That's where he lives. Since, since his contract. Yeah. That's what sunk the Reds. So they would be having – they would still have made the playoffs a bunch, and they would be, like, trending upward and hitting the ceiling they and the money competing Bailey. World Series. They gave the money to Bailey and Mesoraco because they had an option. Cueto, long-term, mm-hmm. or give it to Bailey and Mesoraco. You look at that deal from the beginning. Well, yeah, it's catcher hits 25 home runs. You get a starter who could get as good as Cueto. They made that, that, that mistake, trash the organization, and they had to rebuild because they're a small market team. Yeah. Okay, so last question with the MLB before we switch to the M- or NBA and finish this podcast. Who was your biggest surprise of this season so far in the MLB, either good or bad? You want to start, Duncan? Yeah, uh, I guess I'll go. Um, I mean, I didn't want to be a homer and say the Twins. I mean, no, it's certainly it's, it's there. It's very it's it's surprising to see what they're doing after going zero and nine last year to start the season and just kind of like okay, it's over. Like after that happened last year, you're like, there's no chance. Like it would take a miracle. You've never seen this happen before, so odds are this will never happen. And I mean, they did so the year before they were in the wild card hunt. So not last year, but the year before that, they were in the wild card hunt until two games left in the season. So like 
you expected the next year this will they may hopefully they trend upwards or stay the same because you know they still got Sano and they'll bring be bringing up Buxton. They'll have Jose Barreos coming up, so they'll have all these younger guys who are coming up with who are supposed to have talent, and then they falter. But now this year they have these guys up here, and Buxton isn't really hitting as well as they want him to. But his defense is so spectacular, and you know the other guys are hitting Max Kepler, who most people like these guys that. Most people who never they've never heard about because they're young. yeah because they're young and they're coming out of you know people they're they're starting to see these guys and nobody knows really who these names are but they will because they're young and they're going to be there for a while and it's good to see them progress but I didn't think they'd be nineteen and fifteen right now I thought maybe if lucky they'd be five hundred because I projected them to be like you know I think it was like six or seven games under five hundred yeah. this year. A couple of my friends were like, no way, they'll win 70 games or 60-some games in between there. And I was just like, wow, you really don't expect them to grow at all. And I was just like, you know, they'll grow a little bit, but I did not expect this. I mean, Urban Santana has had the lowest ERA at one point. I don't know if he still does, but he's been he's been straight dicing. And, I mean, a guy like Hector Santiago is pitching really well, which is kind of something you don't always surprise. Like, you're kind of surprised to see. So... Definitely the Twins are up there as my almost biggest surprise. There's a couple other teams who are right up there with them. So, yeah, Twins, definitely a big surprise so far to start the season. Two teams stand out to me. One team that fascinates me every time I go to it on MLB.tv. I'm always interested in the Toronto Blue Jays. They started out April so bad. I mean, they're one of those teams, you know, who I talked about earlier. I thought they buried themselves. You know, we expected them to take a step back. They had some Was bad injuries. Or something like yeah, they were horrendous. Horrendous. But nine and six back in the month of May, uh, they're still losing guys. Jay Happ, you know, another guy who's a stud, been a stud for them, eats innings, uh, you know, goes out. But nine and six in the month of May, a four-game sweep over Seattle uh, last this last weekend. Kevin Pillar, you look at a guy like that hitting well over three hundred. It's just interesting. It's just they're kind of plugging pieces in, and you know, they're starting to believe a little bit. You know, like we say, it's so important in baseball for that tough month. Another team stands out to me is San Francisco. I mean, what a weird year they're having. The, one of the best pitchers in the game, if not the best pitcher in the game, Madison Bumgarner, falls off his bike. Falls off his bike. Last time I heard a motorcycle incident, it was with Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> think about it. You just hate to see it. It was with Grandma. Yeah, but she was a Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> anyway, Mad Bum falling off his bike. I mean, I'm sure that's something he did every off day in a show one time. You know, Cueto, who's been... So consistent since, you know, really figuring it out in that 2011-2012 range. It's a high ERA. You know, they, they lost Buster Posey, just starting to get him back. But they're still continuing to lose. I, I just don't get it. You know, they beat, they beat the Reds three out of four times this weekend. They have the Dodgers to open this week. You know, these are games they need to start winning. You know, like Lucas said, we're in this part of the season where we're starting to rack up 30, 40 games. You know, you need to start winning if you're the San Francisco Giants. They're not dead eight and a half games out. Certainly have the pieces, you know. They'll get Mad Bum back eventually, but... They need to He's out for a little bit. They just got the Nard span back. He looked incredible against the Reds. The the Jays though. Let me just read off some of these names out of the DL. Josh Donaldson, two years ago, won the MVP. Tulo, he's a stud. Tulo's coming back tomorrow. Yeah, he's rehab to rehab start tonight. Stephen Pierce on the 15 day DL. Russell Martin on the 15 day DL. That's both their catchers. Russell Martin was thrown yesterday. He's he's close to come back. Francisco Liriano and Jay Happ. Those are two other five starters right there that are injured. Injured. You gotta like realize once the team comes back, they got the roster. 
And those they could be really good here. Those, yeah, those aren't like little names. Those are Th- huge Those are, names. I mean, Lariano has, if, and when he's at his peak, has great stuff. Yes. Great stuff. And obviously Donaldson, MVP caliber player. Yeah. And, I mean, Russell Martin, when he's hitting 250. He's, he's, a, he's a guy he's you need on your lineup, though. Yeah, he's one of the best catchers in the game. And then if he's hitting 250, which is, you know, he should hit around. I mean, that's a great player. And let me get the uh, the Giants here. They have Madison Bumgarner on the 15-day DL, Connor Gillespie, 15-day DL, Mark Melanson, the closer they paid huge money. They don't even use them at the end of games. I don't know what they're doing. They, they struggle. They struggle. struggle. The, bull, the bullpen is so, so bad right now. It's horrible. Hunter Pence is huge. Huge. That guy's an. The reason why the Reds lost that series against the Giants a couple years ago when they were up 2 0 was because Hunter Pence got everyone together. Actually, a funny story. We were at the Reds Giants game, uh, Max McDoolan and I, and we were sitting three rows back. Um, it was actually a night after we sat, uh, sat in a suite. It's not money, it was complete luck. We're sitting three rows back, and Buster Posey comes to the plate, kind of gets dead quiet, and I go, Buster, you ruined my childhood! <laughs> <laughs> Anyone, did he look back at you? No, he didn't oh. look back, but everybody in that section laughed. Yeah, I, I don't like Buster Posey or the Giants. He had a walk up for the night against us. I don't like Buster Posey. I just admire They just have great players. It's just like they beat us. I admire them, whatever. Who would be your biggest surprise so far? Eric Thames. It's really, it's all into one, but it's okay. Eric Thames, Milwaukee Brewers, and really the entire National League Central. Huge. Has been crazy. Eric Thames comes out of nowhere from foreign lands. And hits Japanese leagues. It's 13 home runs. <laughs> and he's batting 313, and the Brewers are 21 and 18. Then you got the Cubs are below 500. The Pirates, Andrew McCutcheon, I think, like, what's that movie, Space Jam, where the monster came to the towers. I think Andrew McCutcheon got his powers <laughs> taken away from him. The Pirates suck. The Reds are not that bad. The Brewers are good. Yeah. And the Cardinals are always there at the top. But the Cardinals started off really that slow. that streak that Cardinals went on. I know. It was like eight or nine games. Max, that was ridiculous. Max, Max McDoolan told me that the Cardinals were going to stay below 500 the entire year. And and then, they're bad. And I said, they're the Cardinals. It just, they're kind of like. So Mike funny. Leake. Do you see what he's doing? He's got like a two ERA. He's got one of the lowest ERAs in the league. You guys know how to pitch. It's just, it's just weird. The whole division is just wacky to this point. And. I don't see it moving much from this point other than I think the Cubs will jump up and I think the Brewers and Reds will battle for third place. Yeah, they're good. They got good hitters. They got really good hitters. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Reds and the uh, Brewers there all year and especially the Cardinals because they just win. And Eric Thames, I mean, he's just, he's real. Yeah. He's continuing to hit, you know? This is the type of point in the season where it is real. It is no yeah. longer like a. Who was that rookie last year that came on and hit a story? Story, but he got hurt right away. He got hurt. He's yeah, he's sucking right now. But it's tough. Story, it's story, story dropped off. But Thames, Thames is just continuing on. He's a good hitter. Oh, I mean, definitely. Patience, power, mm-hmm. everything. Didn't he hit like eight of his home runs against the Reds? Yes. Yeah, that is I know. True. I, I heard his name about every night. And literally, every time I look at my phone, that's when the Jackets are playing the the, uh, the Penguins. I'm just like, yeah, this guy oh. just doesn't stop. Who's Eric Thames? First of all, every game he home run, every single game in that series. Steve Fox hit dingers. He's been drug tested for steroids, PEDs, four like, times this season. They don't trust him. If I was a player hitting that many home runs that I knew I wasn't on PEDs, I would voluntarily, I would make it a big press campaign. I want to be drug tested every day. I'll pay for it. Yeah. Just so people aren't, aren't having that conversation. Yeah. About the dude's jacked. What about Ryan Zimmerman, too? That guy's coming out of the house for I thought he retired. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I thought, like, I'm looking through the league, the league leaders, like, Ryan Zimmerman, I thought he retired. Number one fantasy ago. player right now. In the, I mean, the, first off, the Nationals are incredible. Mm-hmm. 
Their yeah, offense so is like the Reds. They don't. They can't slow down. Right, right now they're plus fifty three. And they lost Adam Eaton too. Like it's yes, it's, 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 here. it's yeah. hilarious. And they keep Adam Eaton from my hometown. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty cool too. But um, <laughs> uh, I mean, they they hit and they're still hitting without a guy who hit three. You know, I don't know if it was like three twenty, but it was around. He that. scores every game too. Yeah. He gets on base. He changes the lineup just like the Reds. I do lead off. Yeah. yeah, they're good. I want to give two surprises for me. One in the negative way. I'm going to go up in Boston, the Red Sox. This team's roster might be one of the best rosters we've ever seen. It's not like they're coming up through the minor leagues. These are, these are guys that, are, cut like, that are, are great players. I mean, they have all the B's. Betts, Benatendi, Bradley Jr. I mean, these guys Bogarts. are... Xander Bogarts. You got Pedroia. I mean, these guys are studs. They're starting pitching is incredible. They've only won. They've had a streak over three game or two game win streak only once this year. They're one game over five hundred. What is wrong with this it's team? It's because they're missing the biggest B of all, Big Pop. Big Pop. Yeah, that you that, lose veteran leadership. It's, yes. it's it's this veteran leadership. It's this. I feel like there's an energy death at the ballpark because David Ortiz was the Red Sox for years. I mean, he was the first player really in Red Sox. People give David Ortiz credit. They also give Theo Epstein, but really, David Ortiz is the highlight of. Ending the curse. You remember, have you ever seen the documentary Four Days in October? If you yeah. haven't, highly recommend it. David Ortiz is the center of that. Every time he came to play, he changed it. He ended the curse in Boston. He left, energy leaves Fenway a bit. Even though the team's great, they're struggling to grab a veteran leadership, and I think they're missing their biggest beat, Big Poppy. I think one thing, though, is like when you see a player like that leave, it was just like the twins. Like So I, I understand Torrey Hunter left like that. But he obviously he wasn't as good of a player. But when they when Torrey Hunter left, the years that's the year they struggled yep. really badly. So I think though we're also overreacting. Yeah, absolutely. But right now I'm just saying right now I'm just disappointed because you think the team could have came out like the yeah. like the Cubs last year. Yeah, it could have started out 23 and seven. Again, it's very early. I I'm not yet pressing again. the team yet. The, the division could get very, very interesting later oh, on. Oh, it's a tough division. It looks, like, it looks like the Orioles and the Yankees are both for real. Yes. The Yankees are very You never know with the Rays, and then the, the Jays, they get healthy. They can, they can play. The Jays already turn it around. Yep, absolutely. And then the team that, the best team in baseball, my big surprise. Not a, not a surprise. Houston Astros. Not a surprise. Well, I didn't think that would be, be, no, that's not, I'm talking about right now. They got Aoki in left, and then they also could put in Marwin uh, Gonzalez. One of the hottest guys in the league. They got George Springer in center. They got Josh Reddick in right. They got the best middle infield of all baseball. They got Correa and Altuve. They got Alex Bregman, a stud rookie now. Then they got, uh, I can't even pronounce this guy. Is it Uriel. 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 I think it's Uriel. I think you're right. He's been so hot this whole year. He's around like, I think he's like 15th ranked first and third baseman in, in fantasy. And they got McCann and, and Gaddis. Those are some leaders in the clubhouse being DHs or catchers. And they got Carlos Beltran. What a great rebuild. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. They did exactly they did the right way. Keuchel's back. Yeah, he's side on numbers. Right out. Um, McCullers Jr. It's always his thing. And then you got Charlie Morton. He's you uh, know he's throwing like ninety nine now. Yeah, the, what the yeah. heck? Yeah, and Giles is, Giles is throwing ninety nine. Yeah, Ken Giles finally figured it out. I don't get it. The problem with the Astros though is that rotation is good. I don't think it's World Series. I mean, I, well, I, but but, then the, the, but their their bullpen is incredible. Uh, right now, we got we got to get his interview yeah, got, with Davinsky. He got he got he's little, incredible. Yeah, crazy stuff. My friend, my friends, like he got him in fantasy. Yes, and was like talking hype about him. And I'm like, no, it won't last all year. It's it might last. He all got year. He's throwing hammers. He got blown balls. up. He got blown up on Sunday, but this is his first time getting blown up all season. It's gonna happen. And he, they got Luke Gregerson coming out of the bullpen for middle relief. He was a closer for the USA team in the WBC. 
Like, this guy knows the, how to Yeah, their depth is unreal. Absolutely. But if you're, you're right. You're right about that. But they'll make a trade. Uh, they, they need to make a trade at the deadline. Like, be looking at a qua- – like, Yeah, they'll you know, be the guys. That... Somewhere, somewhere in there because that rotation right there – it can't go toe to toe with yeah. some of the best rotations. I mean, Charlie Morton. Charlie he, Morton. He's good. Not a guy who I trust in October. Through a three way rotation, you're going to throw Charlie Morton out there? I mean, he might. He, you never you know. Get Kai you get Kaiso on that. And when I'm in the playoffs, I can't be like, oh, maybe Charlie Morton. Maybe, maybe, Phil, maybe Phil Hughes. Maybe Phil Hughes. How about the Hughes coming back? He's been on the DL entire season. So yeah, but he's just been the past two years. They need to make a trade. They're emerging stars. Watch out for Watch out for my colleagues. Uh, they got players to give up. They got a, a loaded roster, so watch out for that. Let's switch to the NBA. Okay, basketball. Yeah, we're we're uh, doing a lottery right now. It's actually it's going. We are live. Well, right you, first off, before we get this, I can, I can read off some sponsors. You can get into the who's going on right now. I can't wait till the Lakers get like eight. So, oh, that would be <laughs> the J and J Mobile Detailing on East State Street, folks. Please go there, check it out. It's um, incredible. Um, I mean, it's the best working at. Tomorrow morning, they, they open up at 9 a.m. I'm driving my car over there. I'm getting a full car wash, wax, wax, rinse, all that stuff. It got a little dirty since uh, spring semester. Yeah, so probably because you're not taking it to J&J Mobile Detail. You don't have that in Columbus, do that. Exactly right. 100%. Take it in there. Check it out. Tell them the J&B podcast and see the table crew sent you. It'll give you a nice discount. Oh, really? Minnesota got what? The number they seven. went down. I think um, they went down the a pick. Eight, so there you go. Yeah. Go check it out. Also, if you're in town, if you're ready for a great meal, go to the pigskin. Half off appetizers? Was that Thursday? Something like that. It's Thursday. I have to get, I have to get all the Go get yourself a Black Widow if you're oh, 21, of course. 21? I mean, those bars are 22. Are I'm 22. That is a good idea. Congratulations. Again, I'm not better than Thank you. But yes, go check out J&J Mobile Detailing, and go check out the pigskin on Core Street. Great food, all that good stuff, even car washes and all. All right, so, we're, getting, we're getting the fourth we're pick getting, right okay, now. Okay, so right now... So, my conspiracy is that the Lakers are not going to give. They're going to get the first one. I'm telling you they're going to get the first they one. They might. I just... Wait, I know what is it right now? So, here know. comes the fourth pick. Here comes the fourth Miami's pick. Miami's 14. The, all the sons of the Lakers will keep their top their top three pick this year, no matter what now. He's pissed. Booker's pissed. Yeah, because they were, they were supposed to get two. The Celtics can get the number one seed. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they have, because they have the Nets. So yes. it's Brooklyn and the Lakers left. For well, which, uh, technically, the Bro- the Nets pick goes to the Celtics. Yeah, Magic yeah. Johnson's pumped. So, but technically, so Celtics Lakers. Yep. Yeah, well, no, the Sixers also the have Celtics a pick in the top three. They get to throw it to break. Top three prote- They were top three protected for somehow. So I don't know. Okay, commercial but break. But we got a commercial break. So, but my my whole theory. Yeah. So. Just sadly, off, first off, I'm really depressed right now. The Wolves got seven, and I think they were projected like six, so no help at all for us. But, um, uh, oh, Benny, there's nothing good on the Minnesota. <laughs> it's snowing right now, folks. I know, it, it sucks. <laughs> but, okay, but my, my whole thing is, okay, we know there's like this whole theory about the draft lottery. Yeah, right? yeah, folks. Everybody, everybody's yeah. like, okay, there has to be. Well, last year, there was this thing happened, the thing happened, or two years ago, I think it was, when the Wolves actually got the pick, like, that everybody was like, oh, they got the first pick for Towns. And everyone's like, what? Why didn't Minnesota get it? We know you're fixed. Like, like this is... Because it's not... Yeah. Well, this is a year I'm like, oh. is it well, fixed this year? The NBA needs... The NBA does need... need this is the credit I needed. The NBA does need Boston and LA to be good. They need them to. They're huge. They're huge markets. Even now, Philadelphia, that's a great basketball Boston's market. really good, but, I mean... 
I don't. They wanna, need them to win. I don't want to say that the Boston has no chance in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's because, slim to none. But like everybody's going in. Stop. Oh, can we stop. We're gonna talk about this right now. First off, who is Kelly Olynyk? <laughs> talk about this right now, folks, because no one knew who he was. I'm gonna tell you why I hate I Kelly Olynyk. Everyone, okay, you're a basketball fan, yes, but if you're just an average guy to turn on the channel, you don't know who this guy is coming off the bench for for Boston, put up these kind of points. Kelly Olynyk. Let me just give you a background story of him of Boston. He went to Gonzaga. He redshirted his true senior year. Mm-hmm. I don't think you guys even know that. You know why? Because Robert Sacre was a center for them. He was not going to get any playing time, so he redshirted that. Mm-hmm. The biggest selfish move, in my, in my opinion, Sats, sits out that year. They are, I think that was the, the next year they went undefeated and got the number one seed. And, then, and the, they, got, they lost really early on in that tournament. Yeah, yeah was that the Wichita State year? No, that was it. Might have been it was something like that. But he he set out for a senior yeah. year, came back after his redshirt senior year, came back his fifth year, played well, got drafted by the Celtics and been on the Celtics since then. But he's all about himself. But played great last night. Don't get me wrong. I'm rooting for the Celtics from here on out in the East. I cannot stand LeBron James and the Cavaliers. And I think again, first off, the Cavs are not going to win this in four games. No, it really, it really annoys me when someone's like, "Oh, the Cavs are the best; they're going to sweep every team." And they're like, "It's like, come on! They they could have lost some of these games that they've been playing." They're playing, but they didn't. They're playing good. I'm saying that so bad. They they will. This is the problem with them. The Celtics' best chance to win a game is game one at home. Oh yeah, Cavs all out of rest. The Celtics are gassed. They had to give everything to just the Wizards. So, right, I'm just gonna go quick. Sixers just got the third pick. I told you, Lakers. So the Lakers, 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 Lakers got number two. Lakers got number two. Boston's gonna win the championship and get the first round, so first overall pick. Odds are born and raised. I know we're I know we're stopping basically everything we were just talking about, but odds are now. Lonzo Ball is probably going to end up in Boston? LA. No, in LA. Because Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz is the better. Bo- so this it, again, this better. is so set up. It is so set up. This is, that's the t- they don't need Lonzo Ball because they don't need another point guard that yeah. does what. Yeah. They'll take Fultz and so be happy with Fultz. Oh, yeah. Ball, it's not like any other sport. You kind of know it's going to happen. Yeah, oh, Ball. See, the type of. It's so weird because Fultz is going to be great, but I, there's this swagger with Ball. That you just kind of, you're kind of like, if he is in LA and he kind of, you might be like, is he the next Magic? Like, is it possible? And you don't know until we watch him play, but he's gonna be there. There's I mean, no I way. think it would just be hilarious if Boston drafted you're him. You're so upset. a lifetime later. Yeah, yeah, so he just hates. Himself. So just so he pisses him off. And yeah, yeah. yeah this is so again, this is so frustrating. Yeah, you're very upset. Tell us why. It's just it, the thing that makes me mad is everyone thinks the NBA is just awesome. It's association. I can't even I don't. I don't. I, you know, you're with me. But yeah. the thing is, it's like, this is so set up. The top two teams that we're talking about beforehand that need to get good, or that need to make basketball great again is they Boston. The they need the number one two picks. LA wasn't, well, they, the they were projected to get the third pick. The third pick. And the odds were that they wouldn't actually even end up in the top. And the odds were at 46%. Yeah, that they wouldn't. Give me a lot of ticket that's, worth, <laughs> that's 46% chance to hit. Yeah. I'm paying money to buy. Yeah, but that's not, not the NBA. You look at the NBA, the beginning of the year, if you can honestly sit here and tell me there's more than five teams that can win. No, no. Who can it's two? Jackson, what, what's, what's Jackson, 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 Jackson. Oh, anyone can win. Anyone can win. Jackson, Nashville, Anaheim. No one matters. Listen, him and I talked about this. We said, listen, the thing with the NBA is there's only a certain amount of teams. We were talking about even the LA Clippers being the top. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> they even make the playoffs. <laughs> oh, he comes.
comes out of nowhere. This happens in every league. Yeah, there are three or four dominant teams. That's okay. It, you know why it happens more in the NBA is because it can be one player. One player can dominate. Yeah. So it, five, you have, five players and one of them can dominate, like LeBron James and Andy. And LeBron James can play the eleven best games he's ever played, or any NBA player has really ever played for eleven straight games in the playoffs, averaging shooting fifty six percent, thirty five points, a ridiculous number of rebounds, a ridiculous number of assists. That's why. Jeez, you want to take that? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> That's why that that exact reason is why it's very possible. I'm not saying I think that the Cavs will win in five because I think the Celtics, Celtics will win a game. I okay. think they'll win they a game. Win. But LeBron James, if he so pleases, I think he if, if LeBron James knew that he needed to sweep, like for some reason they changed the rules and said the only way you get switch. to the finals, LeBron, he is if you sweep. He would be like, oh, I'll just score 41 now. Do you know of the top 21 guys in the NBA in minutes this season? There's only one of them left in the playoffs, and it's LeBron James. He is the most durable, stamina-heavy player. Jumps up there. Oh, ACL gone forever. Whenever we have a conversation about his durability, I'm like, oh, now he's gonna get. But it's freaky what he's been able to do. He's about to. He treats the like a like a like a. Goddess, what do you mean? Yeah. God, what do you mean? He's, he's, he's he like, the not a trash can. Does he sleep like 10 hours a day, always? No, LeBron drinks, LeBron drinks way more. Like, LeBron has a beer, like, a lot. He has... It, LeBron, like, you'll see him at a Cavs game or a Buckeyes game. Not a Cavs game. You'll obviously see him at a Cavs game. Yeah, you'll see him at a Cavs game. His wife's smoking weed. Yeah, or he's drinking a <laughs> You got caught on TV. Oh, wow. Or he's drinking a beer at a game. He's not like Tom Brady, like... Does this cleanse hippie yeah. diet that yeah. Tom Brady does? But LeBron James is just was put on this planet to play basketball. Yeah. Yeah. He's insane. Six nine, two fifty, runs probably. I want a time as forty because it's got to be. Oh, eight, that's eight, eight. Yeah. Eight, eight seconds. seconds. Eight, maybe nine. <laughs> all right. So all right. So okay. You, you think the Cavs can win five? Uh, you know, I just I hate saying it. I, I'm gonna go six just because I. Brooms catching for you. It wouldn't surprise me if the NBA had both Golden State and Cleveland sweep to go to go to the championship. The NBA, you really think it's that superimposed? Uh, the the refs are paid off. There's a reason why the, the there's, ref, there's evidence to that. There really a, there's is. A, there's, a, there's a ref in jail right now as we speak. I'm not crazy. <laughs> no, you're really not. Not. about this stuff. Really there are there no, are examples. There's no conspiracy. Absolutely. There's, you can you can see how there could be a conspiracy, but I feel like it oh. it show up. I get there. Yeah. You can see how there could be a conspiracy yeah. of literally anything yeah. ever. Yeah, but but there's to, proof. Tipped out of he's in jail. They have another they have another broke top four. There's been the World in. Series that have been actually court proven rigged. I don't know if you guys have shot a basketball. Try to rig that. You no, I'm not talking about them. Like, I'm talking yeah. about the foul calls and then this stuff for, for NBA draft is rigged. I, he he said what was going to happen. And he didn't happen. He said what was going to happen. I, I can see the lottery being rigged in certain scenarios when it's where it matters. That is the only thing. I think, There's no yeah, way the game's No, you no can't way. rig a game because someone's going to find out. I don't know. Some of these foul calls are interesting. Yeah, foul, no travel calls. I don't know. All right, well, that's just they're that's just a dumb. The they're just dumb. The officiators, oh, all the refs are just dumb. Because they're mesmerized by these godlike creatures <laughs> that are the greatest athletes like ever. They need to get people. The get oh god, these officials. Oh, so it's like okay, WWE. It's like WWE. You think it's predetermined? I love pro wrestling. I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 
So what about we go West Coast? Right now, Golden State has a 1 0 lead. Kawhi Leonard is banged up. I think it's a four game sweep. Over. If Kawhi doesn't play, if they lose a night, it's a four game sweep. I think the reason I would. I, I hate saying it because Greg Popovich is the greatest coach of all time. But now, the one thing that could change, and I'm not going to officially, you know, it's, that's cheap of me. I'll go ahead and say the Warriors sweep. It's probably a bad prediction. I would could see the Spurs actually winning the series because Popovich is now pissed off. I, and he's told yeah. his team, hey, don't let them do this to yeah. us. And that's a different type of motivation. That's weird. You saw that with Memphis when they challenged the Spurs. Yep. David Fisdale like, ah, and the team comes out and plays harder. Yes. But the Warriors are a different animal. And the only one that can stop them is the greatest player on the planet currently. Yeah. And I'm not going to get into the larger debate. But the greatest player on the planet currently, LeBron James. I, I just think it's kind of sad that, like, I mean, you knew there was... So the possibility of the Celtics beating the Cavs, yeah, it's very minimal. The possibility of the Spurs beating Golden State with Kawhi and the greatest coach of all time... I'm not that surprised if it happens. I'm not like, I'm like, oh my God, but I'm not the like. it needs this to happen again. There's the two teams, the two best teams in the NBA are the Golden State Warriors out west and the Cleveland Cavaliers in the east. This will be the first time in NBA history they'll have a championship with the same two teams three years in a row. That's great. For this is what it's called is a, a rivalry, the best rivalry in, and in my opinion, right now, sports. It's the trilogy. It's, it's trilogy. like fighting. It is. It is. needs this to happen. We're talking about fighting the whole time. It is a trilogy right now. <laughs> So we're outside of the disaster zone that would have been like a Toronto versus <laughs> Memphis oh, NBA Finals. People are like, I want something new. You want to watch Toronto and Memphis for seven games? No, I want to watch the greatest collection of talent possibly on an NBA court in the Golden State Warriors and possibly the greatest player ever in LeBron James and the Cavaliers to battle for a third time after such drama in first two series. That would be insane. And it's going to be the highest rated NBA Finals possibly ever in at least since the 90s. The, the, That's ro- good for the roster for the Cavs might be the best roster from top to bottom we've so ever seen. Good. Could that be a big four in Golden State with Durant, Thompson, Curry, and Draymond Green? That's the question. Can that happen? And I guess the question, we both, we, all four of us agree that it's going to be Cleveland against Golden State. It should be. I hope it is. Next week, the podcast is in Florida with Saint, in St. Peter Beach with myself and Jordan Lindsay. Jordan Lindsay will be on the beach. We'll hopefully have a couple other people on as well down there. Um, but when we get back for next week, after that, I'll come back down here. Hopefully the NBA Finals will be set. If not, it'll be very, very close. We actually talk about what's going to happen. Celtics take it to seven. Game seven. And in Boston. The garden. Oh, in that'd be CG Garden. I mean, if, a, if anything would make this series, that series like great is seeing LeBron actually win in Boston on game seven. Last time, last time, he, last time he was in no. Boston, he took his jersey off. From that, yeah, he quit. He, he quit. gave up. He'll quit. never. He'll never. He's he's wrote his story. It's gonna finish. Everyone, everyone, someone told me yesterday that they they think LeBron's going to LA next. I'm like, first yeah. off, he was never gonna leave Cleveland because he knows what kind of repercussions he had last time with the league and all the fans. He lost his fans. He got them back, coming back and winning a championship Lucky. in Cleveland last year. He's not moving anywhere. No. He's staying there. Once he retires, though, that team will crumble because no one's going to Cleveland to play. They go somewhere else and nice and warm. It'll be like nice Minnesota well, all over. <laughs> yeah, yeah really. If they would have kept Andrew Wiggins, though. And I know we're nearing the end of the show, but if they would have kept Andrew, this is the trade they made. Kevin Love now to capture LeBron's prime. Yeah. But if they would have kept Andrew Wiggins, I think they would have still got They could have kept it going with Kyrie. They could have got one title, and then Kyrie, Love, and Wiggins could have been a title competing you team. You can't get Love and Wiggins, though. I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, no. If, but they, you if, they, 
Yeah, if they have Kyrie and Wiggins. Just imagine if Wiggins would have trained under LeBron. Yeah, they'd be a definite playoff Wiggins team and maybe yeah. even end up as an like Eastern Conference Finals team with those two after, you know, five or six years. But in LeBron retirement. But LeBron's going to play with his son. His son's going to the Cavaliers. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to play one That happened. That happened. I'm emailing you immediately saying this thing is so fixed. <laughs> <laughs> this is Absolutely. You'll be checked out Adam Silver. Last question before we end the podcast. Okay. Now, this could be any sport possible. I read an article on this. I'll tell you my answer last on the podcast. Who is the greatest athlete of all time to go? Wait, what? That has so many qualifications. Any, it is greatest your, performer, greatest athlete. Because the greatest athlete that's ever lived is Bo Jackson. Yeah, okay. right. Nobody's Jared ever touched him. Greatest performer? No. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do performance then. Greatest performer of all time. Yes, oh. Gerald Green. No. Why? <laughs> Gerald Green! I'm talking to Bobby about this before the show. Dude's got such a high vertical. That dude floats. <laughs> he literally floats. Uh, but Goat, yeah, it's got to be between Brady and Jordan now at this point. I mean, Brady's not even done yet. It's Tom Brady. It, 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 obviously, the greatest performer is Tom Brady. Yeah, I'm looking at, obviously at our generation. It's really hard for me to look back and watch. And Jordan's not technically really our, my generation. I mean, he, but you know how good he is. We were born in the 90s. He was... He's already won like three championships by the time so, he was born. Yeah. So I mean, like, but his, you know, he, he we all know about what he did, and uh, I think LeBron's probably number three, even though I, I, um, I hate him. I'm gonna be completely honest. I hate him, but he's insanely incredible. But I think, just in general, from what I have seen, Tom Brady is just amazing, and he's not obviously he's not like that greatest athlete because he's probably got like a twenty inch vertical. <laughs> He looks so He's, stupid in the top We see that photo. When we talk about greatest performer, yeah. the person that comes on the field year in, year out, and performs in a level higher than any athlete that ever has, is Tom Brady. Yeah. Seven championship runs, um, five of them he won, two of them he lost in ridiculous fashion. Yes. Mario Manningham on the sideline. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, David Tyree with yeah. the helmet yep. catch. Yeah. Insane things had to happen for him to not imagine if he'd won those games, it'd be seven for seven. Yeah. Now he's won miracles the other way too. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tom Brady, greatest performer of all time. What a great story from the sixth round. Yeah. Not an athlete at all. I mean, listen, Definitely. I don't know what your opinions are on uh, name a quarterback that's in the league right now that's a middling quarterback. Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. Sure. Sam Bradford was a 30 times better prospect yep. than Tom Brady was. Every one of us at this table, if we didn't have to, just put the numbers <laughs> in front of us. They're drafting the first, the first <laughs> overall. Exactly. Go back down, Dak Prescott, significantly better prospect than Tom Brady. Andy Dalton, Ryan Tannehill. Go below all the below average quarterbacks in this league. Almost all of them were better prospects than Tom Brady. And yet this guy, such a winner, such a performer, that he has overcome all that to become, I think, the go. I don't like Michael Jordan. I think his legacy is its great, and I think that he is definitely right now number two of yeah. in this conversation. Probably. But I think his legacy is ballooned because he sold nice shoes. And I really, True. truly believe that. If the Jordan brand doesn't come out of Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. he is a great player, but I honestly think this is how the conversation is. we still talk about today. Yeah, well, who's the greatest of all time? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Magic, and oh, of course, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Now it's, oh, Jordan, and then yeah. let's talk about the others. Yeah. Because of the shoes. Yeah, the shoes are a big deal. The shoes are just a big deal. I mean, I, I don't want to go through the argument right now, and I won't, but there's so many things that are caveats on Michael Jordan's career that we completely ignore. He is a ghost. He is 
a fantasy that people pretend like Michael Jordan made every game-winning shot and this and this. Yeah. Michael Jordan's great, though, number two, but I don't like him as much as everybody else. That's fine. Yeah. I'm going to go off the board a little bit. We opened it with fighting. I'm going to go with a wrestler. I'm not going to go with a wrestler. I'm going to go with... No, like... <laughs> Give me somebody like Johnson. give me like Kane or a, something. Like a literal that. wrestler. <laughs> Brock Lesnar was a national champion at Minnesota. Won the UFC heavyweight championship, the most prestigious belt in all of combat sports. In just three fights, some politics to go around with that. But uh, Brock Lesnar, he's an absolute horse. Yeah, of course he's won the won the title, buddy. Of course he has. <laughs> I love it. I of love course it. he has absolute horse though. So entertaining. Brock Lesnar. Okay. One, one honorable mention yeah. is Tiger Woods. Okay, you see Tiger Woods. Okay, so I was going to go, obviously, uh, this is, excuse me, Christina Norton's up in Boston watching right now. Uh, that's her love is Tom Brady. So Tom Brady, if, again, the guy, the guy wins, wins ball games. You get into the playoffs, he's going he's gonna to get you somewhere, and yeah, it puts you in a great position. You have, you have Tom Brady on the field, you have a great chance of winning Super Bowl. You're down 40. Yeah, you still win the Super Bowl. Who, who thought like, they were out of the game, honestly? Like, I honestly thought. I was like, I was, if he comes back from this, I'm going to cry. This yeah. is amazing. Yes. I'm with the my two friends in their place, and they're like, oh, this is so great. He's not going to win. I'm like, dude, you never count on I mean, but both of them, think about it. Both times Belichick goes up against two coaches like this, the coaches choke. Uh, John, or, or, What's his name? Uh, Seattle's coach. Uh, Pete Carroll. Carroll. I'm sorry, I couldn't think of his name. You have the best running back on the field, the best yeah, athlete, yeah, and you throw with Russell Wilson, who's a second-round draft pick. What do well, you but do? That, does it, doesn't that kind of make up for the one where you catch it with like this? I mean, like. <laughs> well, also remember that? on that drive, <laughs> on that drive, Seattle had an even more amazing play. Yeah. They had the the Jermaine yeah. curse, the, yeah. the, the, the kicked yeah. it off his yeah. foot, kicked it off his knee, yeah. and just caught it. Of course, Julian Edelman had that catch. Yeah, that was. And then that was insane. And then the catch. And then who? I love sports. Julio Jones just passed the ball. That got him in field goal range. They could have literally ran the ball three times, kicked the field goal. The next play, they drop back and throw, and and Matt Ryan gets sacked. Yeah, it's like what are you what are you doing? Yeah. Honorable message for me though, Tiger Woods up there. Yes, he redefined the entire game of golf. Golf exploded there in the early two thousands, and is now finally decreasing. He leaves the game; no one cares anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nike's done with selling clubs. Mm-hmm. Adidas is done. They're selling apparel. Sure, it's easy to sell shirts. They're not selling clubs anymore. They should, they might put a logo on a ball and stuff. That's fine. Another person, Michael Phelps. Oh yeah, that's the greatest definitely. Olympian of our generation, and maybe ever. So I mean, it's hard. It's hard to put. It's, it's hard to put up against anybody. How many medals he has? So, in my opinion, Michael Phelps has to be up there. Michael jo- or Michael Jordan is probably four, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then LeBron James. There's probably some. I mean, we're forgetting somebody in between there and LeBron James right now because LeBron James still has a legacy to fill. Yeah, he's, he's not, not done. Yet. I mean, he's been to. This was his seventh. Yeah. Is this is his seventh uh, Eastern Conference Finals yeah. in a row? He's made it to. Actually, I think it's. Is it might be eight? No, no, no. Because the year before he left, he was in the Eastern Conference semis, semis yep. against Boston. Yep, exactly. And the year before that, two years before, that, it's like eight of the last nine he's been to, or something like so, that, which is incredible. Uh, he's not done, as you said. He's performing at the highest peak right now, which is still amazing. He's had a great team alone. Um, but right now, in our lifetime, I guess Tom Brady's is the greatest of all time. So. No, that's definitely true, though, about Michael Phelps. I mean, you just, he's so good. So good. He's so good. 
He you smokes get, weed from Michigan. Did you hear? <laughs> Michigan still wins medals. I, I'm just saying. Did you guys hear that he's still thinking about it? Yes. Like, about the next. I would love it. I mean, go incredible. go out there with two more goals. Yes. Okay. Just like we're expecting it. Like, but I mean, that's the thing though. This past summer, when he was doing it, everyone knew what what time he was swimming at. It's like okay, everyone got to their TV. No matter what they were doing, they wanted to see Michael Phelps. Star Wars. The American 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 American. Right before Phelps swam, they played yeah. the Star Wars trailer for Phelps' It's 100. I mean, yeah. you got to realize that he draws people to the TV. Bobby convinced me. It's Michael Phelps. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's I think so. Tom so two. So yeah, two, I think Tom. Right. I love <laughs> yeah, so dad. right now, this will be the end of the podcast. Two weeks from now, we'll all be back here at the table. Hopefully, you guys can join us here at the JV podcast. One last thing, we go and go with some sponsors. You guys want to say? JJ Mobile Detailing. On State Street, or off State Street, I should say, behind Avalanche Pizza, you take your car over there, they will take care of you. Shampoo, condition, wax, anything you need done to your car, they will hook it up. You even, uh, you even leave your car on campus. Yeah, they'll come pick they'll it come up get it, and they'll put it back. Ask Big John or Joe about the J&B podcast. They'll give you a nice discount. And also, if you want to, go to the pigskin. Order some food, call them up, tell them to pick your car from there. They'll give you a nice meal, (laughs) great drinks, great bartenders, everyone over there, check it out. Guys, everyone out there, be safe. What? (laughs) Gotta watch the camera. Yeah, answer your phone.